like twin sons on a womp rat's tail. Welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, one and all. Another week in the books, more Bad Batch, more collecting news, a lot of collecting news. We're going back like a month ago when we had one episode after another full of collecting talk. We're going back to that well this week. And then uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk Bad Batch. We've got some Andor news, kind of, that we're going to touch on. And then Carlos has got something for us. We don't know what that is. I have no idea what Carlos has up his sleeve tonight. But we'll find out in about uh, about an hour or so from now. Uh, but uh, before we get to that, boys, how's our weekends been? How's the Star wars been? Corey, what's up? Uh, you know, same old, same old. Just uh, busy, busy. I'm quite tired. That The sun is just crazy out here. Like The, the summer is like really kicked off early. Like I think we should get, get into garden talk. No, like the, the guard, yeah, no. the garden is already producing. It's crazy. It's way, it's way beyond. Uh, it's, it's too early. Anyway, other than that, big long bike ride. Uh, anyway, yeah, just taking care of the kids. My son's watching the Clone Wars still. That's my Star Warsing. He's the, the he's flying through this thing. I think he started maybe like three weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a month max. But yeah, he's already at uh, Ahsoka's trial there, where you know, the the Order accuses her of murder and all that so it's like it's like season five episode 18 like he's just blazing through it and just loving it and i'm loving it i love loving watching him go through it man it's great yeah i guess i don't know if my son picked it up by osmosis but he went downstairs and fired up disney plus and he he jumped on clone wars today which was great you know, he just we just he just picked an episode and went so I, I wasn't gonna try and steer him anywhere just go just pick one and and hopefully it hooks him and he was he was drawing clones all afternoon and he uh he, he grabbed some of my figures and he, he was just playing clones all afternoon so i was just letting him do that that's awesome anything new to, to the collection this week Corey? uh not too too much i mean kind of some cool news actually well i got the uh that action comics 1000 edition of superman from the mcfarland line finally locked that down i had i had one already but my son kind of scooped it anyway i had to get another one but they were starting to get a little rare man like i was like getting a little worried but uh anyway really super nice figure man it is can't it really is eh? for that especially for the price point too it's like what like 10 bucks cheaper than a marvel legend or a black series it's a joke yeah, and and they feel like a lot more quality to be honest in a way, like just the articulation, uh, the density of the figure. They look a lot more solid. Well, they're, Anyhow, they're they're beefy figures. That's that that's for sure. Yeah, they're weighty, you know. And uh, anyhow, I was picking up my son this week from uh, his mom's place. Then I was like, oh, I'm gonna check the basement. It's like you know what? I'm gonna grab one of these boxes I have here. And anyhow, I just got like a. It's it's crazy. It's like Christmas, man. Like, oh, I was like, oh man, I haven't seen this stuff in so long. You know, just all kinds of a lot of graphic novels, basically, a lot of cool stuff that I was like, oh yeah, I've been separated for a couple of years. Don't suppose you found my bloodline down there, did you? Not yet. No, no. <laughs> of course. No, but definitely a lot of cool other stuff. I was, I was pretty stoked about that. It's like, oh man, we gotta make like a movie about this or something, man. It's like Christmas again. It's so fun. It's like, what do we have in this box? Oh boy, what could it be? <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not like you've been separated for 20 years or anything. Well, so this toys. box has been a good it's a good while. All right. It's been a good couple years, anyhow. I say at least 
at least four. Release the Corey cut. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. You got to get on that with me, Kyle. Uh, no, no, I don't. I need your help. Nope, not doing <laughs> it. This is this is this is a Corey project, or is it? I need I, your... Is it? Is it going to remain just an idea? That and that that's where it will die. Yeah, we'll see. I need your help. <laughs> nope, not going to happen. Carlos, what's going on, man? Uh. Let's see. Uh, like uh, Corey mentioned, there the sun has been uh, out of the, this weekend was just gorgeous, and uh, I allowed myself to uh, to actually uh, get some vitamin D and uh, soaked in some of the rays. Got a nice little tan going. Uh, what else? Uh, started up at the gym, uh, so it's uh, I went four days this week, which was nice. And uh, that's about it, you know, the regular work grind and uh, the music stuff. And uh, just uh, I feel like I, I need to um, uh, hire uh, somebody to come in my place like once a week for a few hours just to tidy up because I don't <laughs> have enough time. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. We did that yeah. once. We hired some a cleaning company to come to our house once and just give it a good once over. It's like, I don't know what it is, like a hundred bucks an hour or something like that. But man, when you come back after an hour, it's like a new house. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I you think could I knew, do this I, more often. I was thinking once a week or maybe once every two weeks, like uh, seeing as how like I have my kids uh, one out of every two weeks. So I could schedule, schedule it for when they're not here. So it stays cleaner longer. Yeah, absolutely. Man. They leave. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see, but um, yeah, there's a little of that going on, uh, going around, and uh, yeah, I just uh, there's there's I'm happy that the gyms opened up because I I was starting to get fatigued, like n- not just physically but like mentally, and I, I've I've been able to sleep a bit better uh, the last few days just from the exhaustion, uh, which is the point. So. Um, yeah, now if I could just uh, really uh, cut back the sugars and the stuff that I've been binging, uh, you know, things will uh, things will s- set themselves straight. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's still pretty nice, and it's uh, when it's gorgeous out. I I work uh, close to the um, to old Montreal, and uh, uh, on my lunch breaks, I uh, I just love driving down there and parking along the water and going for a little walk and just uh, recalibrating a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's important to, uh, literally stop and smell the flowers sometimes. And, uh, yeah, so I did that this week and, um, yeah, let's hope that, uh, the energy levels, uh, uh bounce back. Uh, but, uh, just, uh, so everyone knows, uh, I did buy a big batch of broccoli, uh, earlier today. <laughs> so we're, we're starting back up with the, uh, testosterone boosts. <laughs> there you have it. There yeah. you have it. Yeah. No, I, uh. God, I, I wish I could get my energy back. And it's all, it's all, it's so much sleep. I, I, I would, I would, I would sell my left leg for a good sleep. I don't know what it is. I can't sleep. And maybe it's that. Maybe I need to start exercising more just to drain the batteries completely. Give them a good old emptying before I hit the sack. I don't know what it is. I would kill for a good sleep for once. But, uh, I did get... A lot of my pre-orders that I was talking about from early of this year and even going back to late 2020, like rolled in this week. And boy, 
that was unexpected. I got, I got a notification on Thursday that some stuff was on the way and then another notification and another one and another one. <laughs> oh boy, Toy Snowman, he, he's shipping them out. And so a lot of stuff showed up uh, Friday, early on Friday. A bunch of stuff showed up at my door. And so I got um, the retro collection, Mando, the whole like the whole Wave 1. That's seven seven figures. Nice. And I love those those five POA, vintage-looking, Kenner-style, old-school figures with the vinyl capes and, and very basic detailing. I love the look of those things. So I'm happy to have those. Uh, what else came in? Oh, my, my Black Series Bo-Katan came in. And that's like having a mini Katie Sackhoff in the house, which is pretty cool. Uh, otherwise, uh, armor, vintage collection armor. That came through. And something else, which eludes me at the moment. But yeah, it was... Uh, oh, Wolf. Clone Commander Wolf. Nice. Yeah, he showed up, Black Series. And uh, my son quickly appropriated that. As I was talking about today, he really wanted he he wouldn't send it settle to play with my vintage uh, vintage collection one. He needed the the uh, the six inch big boy, so uh, he's currently got that figure along with my three thirty second troops, and he's having a good old ball. So I will uh, pour one out for the pieces that are soon to be missing. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, sticking with toys, uh, there was a lot of news. This snuck up on me. The uh, I am your father's day. I think that was what it was called. Hasbro live stream. That happened early last week. And boy, oh boy, did they drop a pile of reveals on us. That I guess I, I was tuned out. I wasn't expecting the amount of stuff that came. So, Corey, did you see this? I saw some of it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I missed some of it the way you're talking about it. Well, there's quite a bit of stuff. So the archive collection is going to grow by four more. It's going to give us a 501st clone. Uh, Revenge of the nice. Sith, Obi-Wan, A New Hope, Leia, and Darth Revan. Which, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so that those four figures, they've been obviously released before. They're coming back out, and they're looking great. They get a little updates here and there, but uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm, I really want that uh, 501st clone, so I might do that. The rest, we'll see. If I see them on the pegs, they might be a, t- a type of impulse purchase, but... Uh, Moving on, we got a big reveal. Holy smokes. The, uh, I guess in honor of Rogue One's fifth anniversary, the whole team is coming back in Black Series format with the updated paint deco with the photo reel stuff. Nice. Holy cow, do they look good. All of them. Bodhi, uh, Jin, Cassian. They look fantastic. The likeness is Yeah, because they hadn't done Bodhi prior. They had not done Bodhi prior. You're right. He's the only one that is new. The rest are just being updated. But they look unbelievable. And just to see the, the artwork on the side of the box lined up, man, did it make me want to pull the trigger. But I did not. Yeah, me neither, man. I was like, oh. And, you know, to be honest, like, obviously, I don't have a Bodhi, but I'm still missing out of all of them. I'm still missing uh, Churut. Oh, you never scored him? No. Oh, boy. There's a hole in your collection. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I well, for me, it was... I, I don't own very much stuff from the standalones at all. Like, some three and three quarters. I have no six inch from any standalone figures. So, I was... For me, it was going to be like, I either I buy them all or I buy none. Like, I, I don't... You didn't get Chewy or any, you didn't get anything from Solo? Nope. 
I got. I have. I have. Uh, like I said, three and three quarters. I've you were got... looking for Rio, though, no? Oh yeah, I would have bought Rio in a second if I ever saw him. Never did, but I do have him in three and three quarter. I've got Chewy three and three quarter. Uh, I've got. I think I have Lando three and three quarter, and I have Jin and Cassian from Vintage Collection. But yeah, Black Series, that's it, man. I don't have a lot of uh, stuff from the standalones. You never got K two. I actually I did get K two, but I sold them last summer when I had my big blowout, so I could so I could afford the Razor Crest. Hmm. So yeah, but I you know that 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 loss is made easier because I had the Disney Elite K two S O, and he's actually made of metal, so it makes more sense. Climb. <laughs> uh, and uh, so okay, so then continuing with the Black Series reveals. Blue leader Antok Merrick is getting a Black yeah. Series figure, which we saw that already. Ooh, man, yeah, so, so good. I mean, he's getting the. Uh, a couple weeks back, we saw the vintage collection reveal for the uh, the X Wing with Antok Merrick, which looks phenomenal. But, like, I really want them badly to make that in Lego with the, the white and blue, as opposed to the gray and blue Resistance X Wing. It would look so good in the white and blue. Give it time; it's coming. It's gotta be. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Uh, but uh, it's something that, uh, that that doesn't fall in the purview of my of my collecting. But that's something right. that I would definitely get. Yeah, it's a, it'd be a real tempting set. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And then finally, wrapping up with the Rogue One collection is Galen Urso. Hmm. And I, I wasn't super impressed with the likeness on that one, so I was going to pass it up anyway. But that that made it just all the easier. Yeah, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough face because even if you, even if you, you nail it, it still looks like Le Chiffre from Casino Royale. Yeah, he's got, he's got so, like the the pursed lips and very smooth cheeks, and like little beady eyes. Like I, I feel like that's a hard face to get. Yeah, yeah, it's very angular, like uh, Oscar Isaac. And again, it's it was just a, de- a decision. I was like, nah, I'm I'm not gonna do it because if if, if I buy one, I'm gonna buy them all. And I just, I can't. It's, you know, they're $40 a figure when you factor in all of our Quebec mega taxes. <laughs> so, you know, it's really that. It's like 38 something a figure times, what, seven, eight figures? Yeah, it's it's craziness. Yeah, it's and, and you know, that's that's just one wave. There's so much more coming. Like, uh, Bo-Katan Vintage Collection, jumping over to the, to the uh, three and three quarter. That's a great looking figure. Mithral, three and three quarter, Queel, those are all coming. Like soon. They're all all available for pre-order right now. And I haven't pulled the trigger on any of it yet. And and a Hoth Rebel Trooper, which again looks super. All this stuff just looks so fantastic. But I did not do it. But they did show off they did an update on the uh where the, where they're at with the Razor Crest. I can't wait to see this thing, man, to get it. Oh, <gasps> Wow, the detailing is so unbelievable. It's going to be such a such a great display piece to have when it finally shows up. And that's coming. That's, you know, that seems so long ago when I ordered that back in what November, October or so. Man. You know, we're we're in June is supposed to come out August, September. That's we're like 3 months away from that. I'm I can't wait. And then uh, they kind of wrap things up at the live stream with some pipeline reveals. So this is stuff that's coming way down the line. 
And uh, so they this is for the Black Series. They they showed us a Jetta patrol trooper, uh, Bib Fortuna. Yeah. <laughs> this is Black Series, right? Black Series, correct. Do uh, a sit up. Sorry. <laughs> well, he I don't he he hadn't really uh, he hadn't he hadn't gone there yet. This, <laughs> this is the uh, slim and trim Bib Fortuna. Yeah, the hustling one. When yeah. you got to do a job, you don't want to yeah. fall in that pit with the rancor. And then they gave us, uh, I mean, and this this lineup of, of uh, pipeline reveals is killer. Fennec Shand is coming, which mm. you know surprises nobody. No. Nomad Boba Fett, of course. That before was before he gets his armor back. Correct. I think he's gonna yeah. be. Uh, I I think he's gonna have some of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he will have the armor. But he's, he still has like the black jumpsuit kind of thing underneath. Those ones aren't up for pre-order yet. No, no, these are pipeline yet. reveals. These we won't see these till late this year, maybe, and more likely twenty twenty-two. So you got some time. Uh, Cobb Vanth is also coming. Again, to this, to the you know surprise of absolutely nobody, but this one brings warm feelings to my heart. It's old Mayfeld. <laughs> yeah, getting a black series it. figure. And that's, I, you I know what, wait. it's, I have, I have a couple of black series figures, uh, Krennic and Poe pretty much. Uh, do I have a Kylo Ren? Uh, I'm not sure. Anyways, but, um, that's definitely, that's definitely going on my shelf. Like Mayfe- a Mayfeld black series. Come on, man. I've got a hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm, I almost want to buy two just to pull the head off one of them and stick <laughs> it onto an action figure of like, so find an act like a six inch scale action figure of just a guy in a t-shirt and pants and pop ah. the head on just make a bill burr figure <laughs> i'm gonna put i'm gonna install a shelf on my wall in my room uh not not next to the tie fighters like in my actual room and i'm gonna put it next to my meundies cap oh that's excellent <laughs> oh that's so excellent remember when his Ba-do, name his do, name on meundies his, his yeah. name on imdb was listed as meundies <laughs> And that's all I ever wanted was for that character to be named Me Undies. I know it would have been cool. It would have been the best thing ever. I would have forgiven any sin Star Wars commits after that if they just went through with Me Undies. <laughs> uh, and then finally, just to wrap up the Hasbro news, uh, Pipeline reveals. Oh, actually, Corey, are, are, what's what's calling your name there? Is it, or is it all of them? Wolf. To be honest, I mean everything that you said up to to now. I'm kind of just like, eh. Like, even the Rogue One stuff, I'm like, oh, man, it sucks again because I got everyone pretty much. But uh, I don't know. It's With the different boxing, it just changes the whole game. But I don't know. I, I don't think anything's going to move on that oh, front. But uh, the new stuff, I think I'm going to go with that nomadic Boba Fett there. That looked pretty cool. Uh, Fennec Shan looked pretty sweet. Uh, well, we didn't see any any figures. We just they just said they were. Doing it sounds it. sweet. Whatever. <laughs> Did you see something I haven't? No. Well, I can imagine that they'd pretty that'd be a pretty sweet figure. Either way, those two definitely. Uh, maybe Cobb Vanth. I don't know. It depends if his if his character is if he's a recurring character, and yeah, of course Billy Burr as well. Like, I think that would be. That's that's pretty sweet, man. Like you guys said, to have him on the like, he must be so happy about that. He doesn't care. He does not care. I think really? I think I think he's actually worried about it because people are gonna trash him for it. I think he's oh, gonna dude. get some. I think I think fans are gonna really rip him for it, and he's gonna he's yeah. gonna love that. 
He's gonna yeah. get a, he's gonna get some laughs out of that. Oh, he, he should carry one with him everywhere he goes. No, he he couldn't care less. No, not at all. Not at all. Either way, we we knew that was coming. Man, it was only a matter of time. Not a surprise. I think we hoped it was coming. Yeah, I, don't I know think if it we was knew a hope. It was coming. Yeah, I, he was one of those. Well, I mean, in in a you know, Star Wars. Eventually, everybody gets made, but like, I I feel like this is happening pretty quick, relatively quick. And I was I'm, in his I'm, contract. Carlos says he doesn't care, but he was like, no, 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 you gotta you gotta fast track that toy. No, he literally does not care. He would never put that in a contract. Like, imagine you—that's you, one of your demands—and they say you can't be in the show. Like, <laughs> you yeah, talk yourself no. right out of a gig. Yeah, like no way. God, imagine no uh, way. Imagine being able to join the Mandalorian as a character and then talking your way out of the role. What kind of idiot does that? <laughs> John Boyega. Who? What are we talking about? Uh, someone, I, he, well, he, you know, he 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 finished his commitment, and he'll yeah. he, he may be back one day. He also talked his his way out of ever being on Disney Plus. Eh, I, don't I don't know. know. About that. I don't know about. Not, it's not going to happen anytime soon. I think there's he lots made of time nice, to let man. that go under. That's true. They had that chat together, so I I, I feel like that's I feel like that's uh, water under the bridge, and then time will heal the rest of the wound. Uh, then okay, finally wrapping this up here. Pipeline vintage collection reveals another bib Fortuna. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't help, I can't help it to have this this visceral reaction when anybody says bib Fortuna. It's just a ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, do I hate that character? Even as a kid, I hated that character. Well, he's just, longer? He's, just, he's just punch a right in the. He's just yeah. a sycophant. I would I would make that stupid head trail thing as a noose. Just hang him. That's yeah. That's probably the least he deserves. <laughs> what a jerk he is too. I thought I was going to be canceled for that one. I'm happy you you got on board. <laughs> <laughs> All alien lives matter, Kyle. Well, listen, listen. This is a podcast where it's well known how much we love Bill Burr. So. If the humor verges towards something he might say at some point, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it goes. Boo-doo-boo-boo-bow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also coming along is Lobot, which I... That's that. That's a good one. I think I, th- you know, for somebody with the, uh, I have the Carbon Freeze playset. I need a Lobot figure for that. So that's oh, a, that's vintage. Correct, vintage collection. Yeah. Corey's gonna get three of it. I don't really do vintage. You're getting three of it. Thanks, Carlos. You're welcome. <laughs> and then their big news was sort of the uh, Navarro Cantina playset, which doesn't do a lot for me, but I'm sure a lot of people out there will jump on that and do a great job in turning it turning it into something cool. But uh, this one will it, not. Isn't be that funny. where the stand? Like a lot of the scenes happen in season one there, but including the standoff, right? Like uh, with uh, Moff Gideon in yeah. the last episode. Correct. Yeah, so it's a, it's a cool little it's a cool little playset. Yeah, they'll no doubt no doubt make it modular. So if you want to do it like just you know set it up like a bar and have it full of patrons, great, you can do yeah. that. And if you want to set it up for the Imperial Assault, you can do that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I just don't have a lot of place for playsets. Dep- no, well, no, you know what? It depends if they pack it. it. Depends if they stick an exclusive figure in there. Then that will be the thing that really decides if I jump on this thing or not. Yeah, and then you're going to leave it in box, though. 
Uh, or I have make space for it because I, I did open my carbon freeze. Oh, okay. And the thing is, did it have did it have an exclusive figure in it? It did. Yeah, it had a stormtrooper. <laughs> As wow. if I don't have a stormtrooper already. Yeah, exactly. But no, it was this a, one's exclusive. It's the card. It's the card back. That's all yeah. it is. It's an Empire Strikes Back carbon freeze chamber card back. That's it. Okay, that wraps up the... Uh, oh, no, sorry. They had one more thing to say. Is that they're they're doing a HasLabs project at Black Series scale. Hmm. Which is scary and amazing at the same time. And they said the only hint they would drop is that it's not a vehicle. Huh. So I don't know what it could be. My my guess, my first guess was uh, updated Bendu. Rancor. <laughs> uh, Bendu's not enough. Not enough people know what Bendu is. It's going to be something out of out of live action. I know. My 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 money right now is on some kind of oversized creature kind of thing. Tauntaun. No, they already have one. They have. They've they've done so many. They've done Tauntaun, Wampa. They've done a Rancor. They've done Jabba. Did they do Rancor Black Series? I'm pretty sure. In the blue line, I think. Huh. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure I remember seeing it at one point in the store. It's possible. I wish there was a thing I could look look into, preferably on my computer, that would help me get that answer. Okay, uh, into the news. Yeah, this is coming from the, the news you need to know file. <laughs> this is important, guys. We got, we got to get into this. While presiding over the case between ConAgra Foods and Wesson Oil, Ninth Circuit Court Judge Kenneth K. Lee referred to The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker as mediocre and schlocky. (laughs) (laughs) And I really, I can't stop laughing at this story. It just, it makes me laugh so much. The premise of his argument is around the idea that, um, you know, making promises that you can't or don't have the authority to make. Right. So I, and what he actually said was in reply to one of the plaintiff or the defendant's argument is that's like George Lucas promising no more mediocre and schlocky Star Wars sequels shortly after selling the franchise to Disney. Such a promise would be illusory, as evident by Disney's production of The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> he just skipped right over TFA. Yeah, maybe like so fun. I know he must be a he must be a TFA fan. I think that's yeah. a, this this is hilarious to me that. Like, how, how could you excuse half of that stuff <laughs> in that movie and 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 not for the other ones? I don't know. I mean, this it, is a, it's this, really stupid. This is a judge. This is somebody who's supposed to have a high degree of intelligence and and reasoning, <laughs> and it, he doesn't. Yeah. I don't understand this. Like he, I, I'm sure he's, he's got to be one of those people in the comment section that's like, I liked episode seven, but then they lost me. Like, mm. I, this is this to me is gold. Like he's he's a nerd judge, and I'm sure he's like he want like when he's at home, and he's he's done with his uh, presiding and his gaveling. Like he must watch the gutter section of YouTube. Like that's what I'm getting the vibe from this guy because he he didn't say Lucasfilm's production of Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. He said Disney's. 
Yeah. And that's one thing that just makes my wires touch. Yeah, we said this from the beginning. Remember there was that that in that kitty, every time somebody said Disney, we had to put two bucks in it? Yeah. Like, all Disney does is, like, provides the platform for Lucasfilm. That That's all. There is some oversight, but they're, it's not yeah. like they're... And that's like any relationship. There's Marvel has the same... Uh, they, they answer to the same bosses. But, you know, nobody... Nobody talks about Marvel movies being made by Disney. But because some people have issues with the Star Wars movies, ah, Disney did it. It's just, it's it's so dumb. Can we just say, though, that everything Marvel does is just good? It's Ooh, just... Hello, Loki. Man, like... It's just so cool. It's incredible. Even even when it's it's silly, it's it's just... It's good. Wait. It's just well written. Wait till we see uh, what if later on this summer. I'm lo- really looking forward to that. What if know. will be cool? I mean, yeah, whatever. I, I I could take it or leave something like that. It's well, and especially with when it comes to Star Wars, I don't ever 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 want to see a Star Wars what if. <laughs> no, no, no way. We don't have to see it because we live it every day. What if they did this? What if they did that? Better than what Thanks. Disney gave us. <sighs> Two more dollars in the kitty. There you go. <laughs> I, oh, God. We're up to $17,000, by the way. Woo! <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so we were going to touch on a bit of Andor news. And I always said we weren't going to touch on news unless it was official, but this, this felt official enough given the source. Mm. And if this source is to be believed, uh, well, we got some uh, a character. That will be joining the cast of Andor on Disney+. Plus. Um, so first up, apparent big mouth Stellan Skarsgård mm. <laughs> let it slip that he had scenes with Forrest Whitaker. Mm. So that there was a post on Reddit carrying the details of an interview in, uh, in which he was, I guess, speaking to a Swedish radio station. And he said that he had about one scene per episode, most being with Diego Luna, but he had a couple with Forrest Whitaker. And... Uh, then the other rumor, which comes from the direct, says that Ben Mendelsohn will be back as Krennic. And th- nice. this one be, you know, I only mentioned this particular rumor because this is be, you know, this is nowhere near official. It's not like Mendo was actually talking about it, but I, I, I just mentioned it in light of the conversation we had last week, the thing you were talking about, Carlos, about like the same characters coming back and, and soup, Star Wars soup, soup. The Star Wars soup of it. I'm like, ah, that, it feels a bit like that for me. So I don't know where you want to start. Carlos, I'll let you start. Whether it's with, uh, we'll talk about both. So say what you want to say. But uh, Krennic possibly coming back and uh, Saw Gerrera coming back. I think there's a there's a place for Saw Gerrera. Um, the, the way uh, Cassian Andor talks about him in Rogue One uh, to me says that he... He's heard of him before, so it would make sense mm-hmm. uh, in, in that whole situation, like to have him have him in. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Krennic. I love Ben Mendelsohn. Um, I mean, putting him in there just to have a through line to Rogue One seems a little bit forced to me, but I mean, it's going to depend on how they do it. Um, but, uh, if I had to go back to uh, the Forrest Whitaker thing, uh, considering, uh, Nathan, 
chose the movies and uh, he trashed the shows and he's never going to watch them again. I think it's a waste to have Saw Gerrera in this uh, in this series. Oof. I mean, if Nathan's not going to watch it, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What's well, the say, point? Say, oh, well, I guess, you know, considering those the choices that we put out there that, that Jared gave us are actually going to be, we're, we're beholden to those choices. So that's it. Hold on, hold on. I, I really, really need to say something important. Uh-oh. I think that Saw Gerrera is one of the most And I'm sticking to it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That that was an internet connection joke. uh, Courtesy of uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. There's a a callback to a previous episode. (laughs) Come on, that was funny, man. It was funny. It was good. good. And we're not going to make you repeat it. Good. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't have anything to say. It was just funny <laughs> to lead up to it that way. No, that was good. I like that. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Corey? <laughs> the yeah, Forest Whitaker news. I'm kind of on the same page as you guys in the sense, well, you didn't say too much about Krennic. Like, I know you really love the guy and all that. I don't see what his place is so much in this series. Like, I don't necessarily want this series to be like a prequel to, to Rogue One. Yeah, I Like, agree. I, I want to see... Uh, his fulcrum capacities doing other things, other adventures. Hopefully we get to solve more than one uh, mystery or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to see him do multiple things and maybe not necessarily one through line and a through line to rogue one again, like that buildup of, Oh, the empire is doing something huge and it's huge. It's huge. And you know, we see, we saw that in rogue one. I don't want it to be like a buildup to rogue one again. You know what I mean? But uh, when it comes to Forrest Whitaker, I think that makes like a hundred percent, like uh, Carlos said, like, I think they do have a past relationship and like, it's kind of like, uh, we get the impression from Diego Luna that, you know, he's playing a lot of, uh, shades of gray. Right. So Forrest Whitaker, or, you know, Saw he's, he's quite the extremist. He's been radicalized. Uh, so you would think Cassian at one point would get caught up with him or would need his help, or maybe there goes, both going after the same thing, whereas Cassian needs someone alive. Forrest Whitaker is like, he needs to die. You know, there's a multitude of things where this really, really works. And again, that those that, that dark underbelly of what the rebellion actually is, is going to ex- expose itself a little more in this show. And it makes sense that, you know, we know that Saw Gerrera had a relationship with the rebellion, but just again, became so radicalized that they separated and he took his own little squad out. I think it was the partisans, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like I don't think they were necessarily enemies, but at the same time, they his morality code kind of went out the window. Can we just be honest here and say that like we want this show to be like the the Boar Gullet story? Like, <laughs> I want to know more about Boar Gullet. I don't want to see or hear the name Boar Gullet <laughs> ever again in my life. Boar Gullet. Yeah, Ugh. you guys. You, you obviously, know, Bib, Bib Fortuna makes you want to wretch. That's what Borgullet does to me. What mm. a! I, I can't. I just can't with Borgullet. It's 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 the pointy teeth and and the red eyes that I can't stand from Bib Fortuna. <laughs> like, so, do I do I like Jabba? No, he's a blob. 
and like, but but I I still I'd rather look at him than Bib Fortuna. It's, it's, Anyways, it's, I, you know, it's one thing to re- it's it's quite the thing to look at uh, some very muscular, ripped, trim huts. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, for sure. It's, <laughs> it's breathtaking. What, what about um? I was like me three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what huts a gangsters? How how far in the past does this take place in comparison to Rogue One? It's like what three years uh, like that? five years i think five, five, five years. years so yeah we definitely i think we're getting well 100 we're getting fleshy feet guerrera like you had said kyle uh shaved head guerrera yeah possibly i mean we've seen him in rebel well maybe not because in rebels too you know like it'll, it'll be rebels in is, like one half of his head will be shaved and the other half will be uh have a little bit of a little bit of growth growth to it that's all <laughs> i like how you edited yourself there I didn't know what to put. I didn't know what to say. Hair. Yeah, I know. Hair. I know. I know what you wanted to good say. Hair. It's all good. But <laughs> anyway, like we we know in the events of Rebels, he still has both legs. He hasn't been. He hasn't sustained that serious injury yet. And you know, if that's the case, I don't think we're necessarily going to see it in this show unless this show actually spans the course of five years. Would you want to see that? Uh, no, but I'm kind of curious as to what happened. And you know what I mean. If they're bringing him back. The, see the way that? they do things in Star Wars, it's going to be Mayfeld taking out his legs with a sniper rifle. <laughs> oh man! And... With Fennec Shen, <sighs> you know what? You know, I, I just hit on something that might actually happen, and that's the thing. You're going to go, oh man, they could do that because that's what they do. <laughs> Why give me somebody new? Why? Like, no, Mayfeld, Bill Burr is going to come back, and he's going to shoot Forrest Whitaker. Oh, like, that's the will of the force, man. Anyway, like I, I can get on board with Whitaker being back because, like, it, it feels like whenever Saw Gerrera pops up, he's never around long enough. And there's, I, I there's, yeah, so much like the, the core you're talking about, the dark underbelly of the rebellion. There's a lot to cover there, and I would, you know, I, I, I could stand to to see more of that. He's like the Pokeroo. He is the Pokeroo. Yeah, he's he's gonna need to go and get some information like the rebellion's kind of like you know like he's on his own in a way like he needs maybe to to go get that extra go that extra mile from a, from a morality standpoint and, and i you know what the pokeroo joke i want everybody who got the reference to honestly got the reference and didn't need google's help to, to that, message us and say i got it that's an episode title right there pokeroo guerrera <laughs> i'm gonna God, write, I love that, that show as a kid man i was okay but don't say fan. don't say it. they're, they're gonna the the the, the Oof. The listeners need to tell us if they actually got that without Googling. It's crazy how much of a fan I was. <laughs> I, th- I think we might get to, if everybody picks up their phone and, and, you know, dredges up the motivation to message in, we might get two people who go, I got the reference. I know Nathan got it. Is, I don't even know if Nathan's old enough. Hmm. James would have got it if he's listening. James is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I did talk, James. I'm working on that getting that answer that you asked me the question for. I'm working on it. Hmm. Um, he's not listening. Um, no. Yeah, no. I, I think two people might might message him because they'll be of the the right vintage, and they'll go, "Yes, yes, I know." And I'm not. You, you two don't count. Uh, okay. Yeah. Where was I? I was talking about oh, Saw. Yeah. And uh, Ben Mendelsohn. What do you yeah, think? Yeah. Ah, Krennic. No. No, I don't think he has a place in this show. Like, I agree we, with you. I th- yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that we all 
and I'm happy that we all sort of line up with Krennic. Like, yeah. I feel like we got what we needed from him in Rogue One. Like, like Carlos, you were saying, like it's. He's one of my favorite characters, but you don't have to jam everything in. Like, no, ex- yeah, exactly. Like, to me, it's clear from Rogue One that Cassian and the Rebellion are finding out about the Death Star for the first time, and you know they may have heard whispers about something, like uh, the Mercy Kill guy. Yeah, like, he tells Cassian, that "Say it again, a, brother." They're working on a planet killer, and he's like, "What?" Like Cassian's like a planet killer. Like this is news to him. And it's news to everybody in the rebellion when Cassian gets back after his stop on uh, what's the name of that place? The Upside Down World there. Like, the Ringer Kafreen. Yeah, like it's it's news to all of them that oh my god that uh, uh, what a Death Star. So I don't know that I want to go back to the Empire and to Krennic and him still sort of squirreling around in the background, uh, trying to get his project going. Like it's meaningless to me at this point. We don't need to know. It's just, you know, it's it's just more spackle and filling in of details. I Rogue One accomplishes everything. And look, the thing about Andor is is the building of the rebellion. And, and Saw Gerrera has a place in that storytelling. Yeah. Director Krennic has no place in the, 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 the storytelling of the building of the rebellion before Rogue One. I mean, yeah. like I said, they could they could come up with something he grandiose. Could do something else. He could be doing yeah. something else, which seems like a no. Because in Catalyst, he's already working on Death Star stuff. Exactly, they did it in the book and in Rogue One too. They have the back, like, hey, uh, Tin Can Corey, you want to speak into the microphone? Ah, sorry, <laughs> I was looking at my computer. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Like Rogue One, they go back and to get Lyra and all that. Like that's that's all you need. Yeah. You're right. Like they've, we've gotten all we need from from Krennic. We don't need to know what he had for dinner on Tuesday. Like, again, they'll probably find a way to make this interesting, and I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna watch it and come back here to this pod and go, yeah, that was cool. I'm glad Krennic was back. What were we so talking for, about? So I was gonna say, I, I also, I also didn't want Vader in Rogue One, and then the way they did it was like sold. So. You know, I, it, it's all going to depend on the writing, but it's it's. I don't know if the risk is worth the reward in that sense. Yeah. The only thing they got really playing into their favor is the fact that Ben Mendelsohn is a great actor, so exactly. you know he's, he's going to kill it, right? So, like for, for that, I agree one hundred percent. But like I said, is it is it to the to the detriment of the greater story? Like, you're right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't use it if it didn't make sense. You're right. Don't just cram it in there because he's still the right age and still looks good and can still kill apart and will lend some gravitas. Well, so the big thing for me is this show has been branded as a spy thriller. Yep. And the thing about that genre is that it's only thrilling if you don't know what's happening. Yes. We know the fates of all these characters. Yes. All of them. And we know the Death Star comes to fruition. None of that is thrilling. So yep. don't tease me with, oh, is Cassian going to get the plans? To, are they going to find out something about the Death Star in that episode? No, they're not. No, the show is is, is a character development show. And it's 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 literally the thing that the, the critics of Rogue One said that we didn't have enough time with the characters to actually like care about them. Right? But yeah. like, so so this is literally going to be 
the character development show as opposed to like oh uh, we need to we need to check off this box this box this box don't do that yeah don't do it like it's if you're gonna call it a spy thriller make it thrilling and the way to do that is to have it be unknown but the problem is it's all known inside out and and you know what they'll do and i you know they'll in, shoehorn characters in like Cassian's sister and make us fear for her and she'll die. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll throw in other Imperials for Krennic to duke it out with. But none of that is thrilling. No. And it's not even all that original. No, it's... Yeah, what, what, do you, what are the chances he has a love interest in this? Oh, for sure. I think there's definitely going to be part of that. Like, that's part of character building. Like you want to see the human side of the guy who's willing to kill a guy just, just so he could escape. Like he got the information from a guy and it's like, oh, don't need you no more. Goodbye. I can't risk you blowing my cover. Yeah. So so he you don't you're not born in that point. Like you, you're not born as that that being your base instinct. Like you you need to a lot of bad stuff has to happen to you for you to make that decision as quickly as he does as he does yeah and and just to contrast the concept of this show like we were talking about a few minutes ago like loki or even wandavision for that matter both doing completely new and creative things yeah and it's amazing it almost sounds like i'm teeing off on star wars here but and i'm not but when you look at what Marvel's doing with Disney Plus and what Star Wars is doing with Disney Plus and, you know, specifically with Andor, one of them is doing really cool stuff and the other is doing, okay, well, we haven't seen it yet, so it's unfair to say, but... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't say that. Look, look what we got with the Mandalorian. No, but like just... That's our one prime example to look off at this point. But, but, but Loki and WandaVision are future-looking shows. They're building on something new. Yeah, they're not going back. Cassian, this is this this is spackle. This is filling in the gaps of lore that Star Wars fans crave like no other fandom. Tell us what happened. Like, if Captain, it's if, funny. I was just just sorry. I was just gonna say that uh, it's, it's gonna this whole this whole thing's gonna come back later on in the show. So it's uh, yeah, circular. It's like a circle. It's like a circle, and you know, it's like a carousel. It goes up, down, and around. <laughs> Feel the flow. There you go. Is that Kevin Nealon from Happy Gilmore? Indeed. Oh man, so happy I got that one. Riding the bull. Feeling <laughs> the flow. Feeling the flow. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, I'm just yeah, it just it just it just kind of worries me because you know again we're all gonna come watch Cassian and we're all gonna go oh that was so fun what a cool show but it's. It's not doing much original storytelling here to me. Coming coming back to the Marvel thing, do you think we hold Star Wars to a higher standard? Is is there is it unfair to judge everything Star Wars does uh, to to a different standard that, than Marvel? Because I feel hard. I I, yeah, feel, I feel like I do a little bit, big time. Well, there's and, the, that the comparison won't die, right? Hmm. Like it's just. Star Wars versus Marvel and they're both owned by Disney but that's kind of where the similarity ends for me but yet we mm-hmm. keep we keep putting them in the same conversations. Well there's definitely been some dud Marvel films that's for sure but the overall what they built was amazing. You know what I mean but uh, 
definitely it gets a lot more leeway in that in that regard like look at the criticism that solo took and the fact like there i there was something wrong with that film right out of the get-go man like the fact that they released it six months after last jedi was detrimental to its uh failure detrimental to its failure that's well whatever it was it was key to its failure i don't think so i don't don't key to its detriment I don't know. I, I, I like I, I, I like Solo, and I think it was just it was it was a confluence of of many different things that that yeah. led to its poor performance at the box office for it to just break even. Talk about a Star Wars soup. <laughs> There's, yeah, there is a huge amount of of. of Factors but it's such a great to movie too. But man. it was done well, though. I'm sorry. There, there's not too much in that movie that I could say like, oh, why did they do this? No, it's, like I, it's, I guarantee you, if they if that movie would have aired at a different time period, a year later, it would have done gangbusters, guaranteed. They would have stuck with their Christmas time slot, gangbusters, hundred percent. Like it was going up against what Deadpool was making fun of it before even getting into the box office. And, well, it, was, uh, it was sandwiched between what Deadpool and Infinity War. Exactly. So it, that that didn't help. But then again, like you would think, if you lined up those three movies, which one's going to get the short end of the stick? You probably would have thought Fox Deadpool. and Deadpool. Yeah. But it didn't. It, it did amazing. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about that right now. Uh, I, you know, for me, back to Whitaker, obviously he belongs. I, you know, I want to see, hopefully, I don't, you know, if, if he's only filmed a couple of scenes or been in a couple episodes, I don't know if we'll get to see much of the the wedge that drives him, his group, and the rebellion apart. But I hope we get at least some context. I on think that. so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, don't make sense. And and the uh, like, Jen Urso says, "You're all rebels, aren't you?" And then Mon Mothma literally says, "Yes, but Saw's an extremist. He broke away from the rebellion. So it's like they're, they they planted a seed there. Yeah, for for but- us to see that part, right? So." And and it's it's part of the larger story of the creation of the rebellion. So I think it does have, it does play a, a, a key factor uh, in maybe not in Cassian's story specifically, but in the overarching story of Cassian in the rebellion. Yep. Yeah, def- it definitely has a place. Um, that's one. And number two, Forrest Whitaker is an amazing actor. Like it, it's. If if you if you write the part properly for him, like he's gonna kill it. So I, I don't have I don't have any issue with with him being cast in this show, if the rumor is true. Yeah, no, none. There's a, there's a I, and it, you know I, I I'm sure if, I'm sure at some point in the past we've spoken about it, and I'm sure we said yeah for sure he's gonna be in it. But at Krennic, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, and the, the, the thing is, like, as we were talking about it, like something popped in my mind and it's, it was like, maybe we get like a scene from um, the beginning of The Force Awakens where an entire village gets wiped out and Krennic's the one doing the wiping out uh, and, and Cassian is is one of the only uh you know people to escape and you know but like even then it's like why does it have to be him like and there's the empire, plenty of bad guys the empire like it doesn't matter which yankee hits the home run against the red Sox. like i'm gonna hate it it doesn't matter who it is so 
like it doesn't have to be Krennic. You don't have to jam him in there. So but I'm, even I'm that, a little. Even his whole reason for being as a character is you know building the Death Star, whether it's yeah. in its final stages or research. And it's it, all it is based on Rogue One, where they actually learn what the Death Star is. Whatever happens in Cassian is just going to be about the rebels chasing their tails. They don't find out anything if they stick to what what was said in Rogue One, which I have to imagine they will. So I don't know. This one is is fishy to me, and I hope it's not. I hope it's not true. I, again, it's nothing against Mendelssohn or the character, no. but it he was effectively covered. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's we're on the same page. It's it's a little it's a little yeah. disheartening. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And, you know, we're talking about Marvel. Like, I, I'm trying to think of like the equivalent of, you know, if Marvel did a did a show similar to what Andor it would be doing. It would like what would it be like? Let's cover a period of Steve Rogers' life that we haven't seen. Like, well, we're getting it in the Black Widow movie. I think if you're gonna do like the spy thriller thing, like I can see it being like it's uh, it's literally that Hank Pym when he was younger. Oof. Yeah, that like, de- that de aging of Michael Douglas in Endgame was per- perhaps the best de aging I've seen in anything Marvel's ever done. Yeah, talking about peeling away decades off a guy. My goodness, Oof. like Sam Jackson in Captain Marvel was pretty cool. Like they did a good job with that, but you know what they say, black don't crack, right? So it's like I think it was a lot easier with Sam Jackson. Whereas uh, Catcher's Myth face Michael Douglas, <laughs> like to, to, to get him that smooth and, and to actually look real. Uh, I guess 40 years of like, of, of being in Hollywood and having your face on screen and on film um, for, for everyone to see, it makes it a lot easier to like, you know, composite that face. Yeah, they had a lot of but, material. Yeah, they had a lot, a lot of stuff to work with. He had a, he has a long illustrious career, a career. So, I don't know, but that that was there. There was just so good. That yeah, was it was terrific. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and and you know what we th- this is the reason why of all the live action stuff that's coming, Andor was at the bottom of my list just because. Mm. Why. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really need much of what's happening here outside of the Saw Gerrera stuff. I just don't really need it. That said, show me a trailer and I'll probably fall off my chair with excitement. Not only that, it's like we always talk about that uh, that 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 deleted scene from episode three where Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and uh, Padme are sitting around and they're literally talking about the creation of, of the rebellion. Like... It was deleted. Like, that we need it? No, but we love it. Oh. Like, I love that deleted scene. It's fantastic. And if you, if you put, give me, if you tell me that there's going to be a heavy helping of uh, Jimmy Smith's and Genevieve O'Reilly in this show, I'm I'm turning around on this. That, but that that's that that's what I'm saying. That that was my point. Is like we can get that type of stuff where they're sitting around and discussing stuff. I and, and I hope like, we do because that's that would be the meat on the bone that I'm looking for. Yes, well, exactly. I would think. I think that was almost given in my head the way I like think of this series. Like he's definitely going to be reporting back to someone at one point. No, for sure. And then Draven. we're going to get like the, the Draven thing. Like why? Yeah. Why does he become so craven? You know, Draven, craven. Like why? Why does he become such a 
uh, he, yeah, he's, he's literally an extremist. Like, kill him. Yeah, just kill you him. Find like, him, you kill him. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll get back to Andor at some point, but uh, for now, let's uh, change gears and look over to episode six of the Bad Batch called Battle Scars. We finally got an episode that moved the needle in a big way. Yeah, um, and I loved it. It's one of my. This was probably my favorite since the first episode. This was a good one. I'm pretty sure. I think we all we, we've been agreeing a lot tonight. But yeah, uh, Corey, what sad. did you think? Are you do you disagree? Agree? Where was where were you on, on this episode? Uh, I can don't necessarily think I can say that it was my favorite right off the hop. But seeing Rex again is always a pleasure, especially in this time period of, of the galaxy. Like interesting. I don't think anyone really was expecting that for the most part. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but the episode all, all in all was very good, very exciting, like uh, revisiting some pretty cool places and like just the, the overall uh, action sequences and whatnot, especially Kevin Kiner's music was so on point. The music was especially, terrific. Yeah, yeah, especially when when uh, Wrecker kind of turned. I was getting like mad alien vibes when he was chasing Omega. It, had, it was really cool but yeah the, the music was a little different you know so I, I that that i was telling my son like pay attention to this man this is like half of what makes it good you know anyway that, that was, it was intense i think uh, again a little predictable from some point of view we had talked about this for for months they'd beat it over our head so it's not really a surprise i'm glad it's kind of out of the way though i'll i'll, I'll say that yeah for sure well, but here's the question all? I have, and I feel like all we need to do is just talk about the big thing in this episode because it's it's what they've been pointing at for the last few yep. weeks. Did they blow past it too quickly? Uh, what, getting their chips out? All, all of it. Like, they spent more time leading up to Rex, uh, Wrecker's turn than they did actually having Rex turned. Like, it was over in 10 minutes. And that's okay. I don't think we wanted to necessarily... Did you really want to see, like, Wrecker pair up with Crosshair and be like, bye-bye, boys, like, like take off with him or whatever? I don't know if I wanted that, but I... Just for, for this to be done in 10 minutes? I, I don't... I, I don't know. I don't... I that It isn't what I thought would happen. I'll, I'll, I'll say something. I'll, I'll say from this regard. My son asked me during the episode about three or four times asking me... Uh, Basically, if, if things will be resolved by the end of the episode. And he, in other words, you know what I mean? Like, he wanted to make sure that Wrecker was going to be okay and that that he was like, scared a bit, you know what I mean? Like, with the things weren't the same and Wrecker was bad and he didn't like it, you know what I mean? He was like, oh, like do you think they're gonna, this is going to like be fixed by the end of the episode? Like, three times he asked me. I was like, okay, just watch and we'll find out. But no, I can't, I can't say. <laughs> Yeah, how do you feel, Carlos? Did we did we kind of resolve this too quickly? Uh, as I, as I was watching, I'm like, okay, so now they're just sitting around, and this is taking too long. Like, and then Rex says, I, I don't know. Like, I, I was on the other end. Like, I don't know how long it's supposed to take. And um, and then boom, then it's done, and it's like, okay, uh, I guess. But my first thought was. Okay, a little bit of a letdown. And then my next thought, because I am the eternal optimist, my next thought was, okay, so this isn't the big plot point of the show. They're going to give us something else cooler. 
Yeah. All right. I'll accept it. <laughs> like, let's accept it just to not complain about it. Like, uh, I- I'm okay with it considering that the episodes are 20 to 22 minutes and they, they can only do so much. They can only, yeah, exactly. And um, so I-, I was, I was okay with it, but I did have that feeling at first. I was like, okay, the, really? Like, that's it type of thing. The thing that, it, it kind of alludes to me is that they did this so quickly and they never put that monitor thing on Omega's head. And like, to me, it's like they're taking whose word f- exactly that she doesn't have an inhibitor chip. Yeah. They should have checked. <laughs> Come on. kid. Like you have that thing there, like <laughs> hop up on the bench what? here, kid. We're going to check you out. Yeah, yeah. Have a seat. You know what I mean? So so, it just throw that thing on, like. Well, especially after Rex, like, and I thought Rex was so good. Like, you know, we kind of we've made a lot about the like, you know, re- recurring character of the week coming back. Yeah, and um, he fits so perfectly. He fits and I love so that they went well. to Bracca, like, like because now it opens up the door to so many other different things. But we'll get to that a bit later there. But uh, uh, yeah, Rex, I, I I didn't want it, and then when they gave it to me, I was like. I'll have another helping, please. So much for all yeah, that speculating so we did last weekend. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> right out the window. And yeah, you know, I guess, you know, in retrospect, R7, the droid being there with the Martez sisters, that was that's the smoking gun. Yeah, that was the tell, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that's all you needed to know. That was it. <laughs> but it just it just <laughs> But he was wearing pr- a cloak. Yeah, exactly. It ju- it just goes to show that like Rafa is she's lit- she's a douchebag. She's like, out for herself. She's yeah. She's still out for number one. But just not only that. Just her, her, the way she talks. You're you're annoying. Like you're just. There's just something annoying about her. Like knowing that she was talking to Rex and like she she presented it that way. It's like, who do you think you are? I don't know. I I kind of like Rafa a lot less after this. <laughs> Yeah, no, the bracket thing was cool too. And just you know, to have that sort of uh, tie-in to Fallen Order. Yeah, that was cool. That you know, that's to me, that's thoughtful connectivity. And that's not an accident. Like they didn't just oh, let's just I gu- guaranteed they're gonna bump into someone. Not saying who, but somebody gonna get a hurt real bad. <laughs> I'm not saying who. Well, I think one thing too to, to mention in this episode, I think. Uh the relationship with Sid is coming to an end quite shortly. You can see they're kind of expediting it, in my opinion. It's coming to a head. Like, uh, the fact that, you know, she's not paying them for their mission the way she said she would. She's starting to lie to them. She's telling them that she they owe her money for fuel, docking fees, popcorn, or whatever it was. Yeah, I think Hunter's getting a little bit fed up. Yeah, that's it. So And, again, she's out for herself. She's out to make a buck. She's not necessarily loyal to them by any means, so she she's she can either meet her demise by selling them out or protecting them. Either way, uh, it's going to come to a head soon where they're out of there, and either she's a friend or an ally. But at this, or an ally or a foe. But it's it's still hard to tell, man. Like it looks more and more like they're trying to get us like against her. You know what I mean? Yeah, to the, not I guess like the other thing they could more. do is put her in trouble, bring the Empire down on her. 
and have the Bad Batch save her and save her her whole operation and go, okay, we're even now. No more BS. You're going to pay us what we what, what we deserve or we're out. And she's going to be like, yeah, okay, guys, <laughs> we're square. I, I see it more like she's going to lose everything, man, no matter what. Like, even if she cooperates with the Empire, they're going to be like, they're still going to screw her. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, no, the, 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 the thing I loved about Rex coming back is you know they're in her in her casino area and he's just like what you haven't had your chips taken out and right the gun goes to the blaster right away like he's just he's beside himself he can't believe that their their chips are still in their head and he knows like none of you can be trusted you have no idea how dangerous you people are with those things in your head yeah Yeah. chicken time bombs and i love how he slowly reaches for his blaster yeah it's it was perfect yeah it was well done. It was well done. And it's like, because he knows, like, he was literally, he could not control, he was going to kill Ahsoka. Like, yeah. plain and simple. Like, he fought, he knows. He fought and, against it, but he actually, he took shots at her. He tried to kill yeah. her. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I wanted it to come out right then and there. Because, like, it could have been one of those moments where, like, it got brushed aside again. <clears throat> That's what we've been seeing for, like, the past five, six, seven episodes. Records like, oh, my head hurts. And then. This time, Rex was like pushing, like, what do you mean your head hurts? What's wrong with your head? Like, he didn't let go. And I, I was hoping he wasn't going to be like, okay, you, you just got a headache. Moving on. I, like, but I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, and he kept pushing, kept pushing, and he got his answer. And I was like, yes. You need, yeah, you need the uh, the experience of, of someone who's been there. I, I, I love Sid, though. She can't get enough of that girl. It's like, what do you think this is? Some clone clubhouse? <laughs> like, She's so good, man. Yeah, she's good. But you know, um, I, I like those like that symmetry as well. When when Rex makes his appearance in Rebels, and Kanan just can't trust him, and so Rex has been on both ends of that trust equation. I thought that was that was well played. Yeah, he's a well-rounded individual and soldier. But uh, that's it. Like Omega Two is like I thought you said Rex were like no good. It's like we like this one. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, this one, this one's fine. Yeah, and it's true. Like he's got such a rapport with them. Like him and Hunter are very similar. Like you see, they're both leaders. You know what I mean? Yep. Out for with a with a moral compass in the right direction, more or less. So I mean, really, I mean, I didn't see this coming, but this 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 was sort of the end of the of the arc. It's done. We're we're kind of done with this first part of the story. I think. You know, the, the chips in their head and Wrecker's headaches, that's resolved. And based on the final scene where those, uh, the Scrapper Guild guys get an eye full of, of the Bad Batch hanging around Braca, they're going to alert the Empire to the, the Empire, presence. Yeah. It seems like we're moving into the next sort of um, big phase of the show. So I, you know, I wonder, you know, if, if the next episode also takes, well, did they move, did they leave Braca? Or did the episode not end by the there? end of the episode? No, the end of the episode ends with them being like they're still uh, there. Yeah, they're so being I, spied on. Yeah, I, w- I wonder then if you know if the, if the next episode also takes place here, could you know can the Bad Batch hatch a plan to let's grab Crosshair back and we're here. Let's get him. Let's set a trap for him and get his chip out, and we'll be a team again. That'd be cool. Well, they did call the Empire, so they're definitely they're, they're definitely going to be sending Crosshair. So it's like, 
Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, that was my first thought. Was like, oh, here comes Crosshair. It's yeah, they're 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 bringing him back into the puzzle, and it's it's a matter of if they're going to confront them here on Bracca, or if it's let we're going to track them to we're back to their nest. But I don't know. It's interesting, and it's it's you know, thank God the Empire. <laughs> that's the you know that's the part of the show that I was almost most excited about, and obviously I think we're we're going to be right back in. Uh, you know, with with crosshair and the elite troops and Tarkin, Rampart finally. I mean, God, this, here's a guy who really at this point doesn't deserve a Black Series figure. <laughs> who is <laughs> Rampart for God's sakes? We gotta we gotta find out more about this guy. So, yeah, I mean, we're gonna. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't spend too much on the time on this episode, but it really felt like a you know a quick resolution to the last five episodes. Wrecker's fine. They're all fine. They've got all got their chips taken out, and uh, we're moving on. And we'll see where it's going to go next. And I I don't know how many arcs they can squeeze into one season, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if it's going to be a, a slow build to you know a big finale at the end, or if we've got a couple of chopped up chapters here still to digest. But that'll do it for this week with uh, the Bad Batch. Anything else you guys want to say before we uh, move on? Not too much. Uh, again, I just want to say one thing. I think we've mentioned it week in, week out. Uh, Kevin Kiner's work on the on the show is not to be overlooked, and as well as the animation, is just it just keeps getting better and better, man. There's something about it that's really uh, above and beyond, man, and it's a pleasure for me to behold. Yeah, no, it's it's called budget. <laughs> they, you know, they've got the tech, they've got the money. They're making it. They're they're putting everything into it. So I'm loving it. I mean, uh, I say that very loosely. I don't. I'm not loving this show, but I I am enjoying it quite a bit. And oh, they actually honored the Ahsoka novel. I almost forgot to mention that. Like Rex mentioned, how he faked his death, and the Empire believes him dead. That is out of the Ahsoka novel, and they. I like that they went out of their way to specify that, and honor that little piece of of knowledge from the book. So. The only thing I don't like about it is like, even when he's wearing his cloak, you still see his clone armor under it. It was like, yeah, ditch all that stuff, dude. Yeah, seriously. Like it's it's a little it's a little dumb, but uh, and also yeah, your but, face. I mean, they have oh, face altering technology. Does he in the dye his hair, or is it a, is he a natural blonde? Because if he's a natural blonde, then he could be part of the Bad Batch, right? He'd be a no, bit it's of not a, a an anomaly. <laughs> It's an anomaly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I tan well and I surf. That's that's what is that? Like, <laughs> that's not a superpower, Corey. Yeah, but like, what one out of every million bl- uh, clones has? Well, I I think it's it's a choice of from an aesthetic standpoint. To be honest, I always thought of it that way. I don't think his hair was. If not, he. It's almost like uh, I don't know. Not albino, but. <laughs> Christ. You know what I mean? No, not really. Wow, his yeah, hair yeah, is like whitish. Yeah, yeah he looks—he looks bleach blonde. That's what he looks like. Yeah, like Eminem. All right. Uh, yeah, check back next week. We got it, uh, episode seven to chat about, and uh, now we're moving on. Carlos has got something up his sleeve, and uh, let's see what it is, Carlos. So, um, Lucasfilm. Uh, sends out a press release and says, uh, we're asking you fans, uh, we only have room 
for one new project um and it's either gonna be knights of the old republic or going a hundred years into the future past episode nine you get to choose one of those two but the caveat is that if you pick one of those two we have to scrap the boba fett series what see either way you're you're scrapping the boba fett series well you could choose not to not to pick one of those storylines if you want to keep the boba fett series but then you'll never get knights of the old republic or seeing into the future of the galaxy <sighs> so in essence you're by by choosing So by one, choosing one, you automatically are like they'll never make the other. But here's the caveat in there. Okay. The 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 caveat is that everything between the timeline of episode one to episode nine will no longer be explored. Jesus. What are how many caveats do you have in here? Two. It's my <laughs> would you rather. It's very complicated. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh I Without do you, need a, do you need a picture book? Well, I understand what you're saying, but it's like okay, like okay, so what's, what's going on? <laughs> tell me if I have this right. This is my my initial reaction is uh, I'm gonna just Knights of the Old Republic. Wow, that was fast. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye bye. Okay, set yourself on fire. Goodbye, and I will take the uh, into the future. So if I okay, do so that, that means I am I'm also bumping out Boba Fett. Yep. And, and I'm all also other closing stories. the door to all storytelling between episodes one and nine from now on. Yes. <sighs> oh man. See, the only but no thing- matter what you choose no matter what you choose, you're you're closing all stories from Boba Fett and episode nine and yeah. No, three. no, if, if you if you want the stuff between one and nine you don't pick Knights of the Old Republic or the other one. You stick with the Boba Fett, but you'll never get those other stories explored. Everything that Star Wars is going to do from now on is going to be in that timeline. Uh, I'm going ahead. Future. I've, I I think I have more than enough with episodes one to nine and the Disney Plus stuff and books. I think the Skywalker saga has been beaten pretty hard and i i'm more interested in in charting new territory so i'm and i don't necessarily want to go back even though if you go far enough back it feels like it's detached and new anyway uh knights of the old republic is a time bomb and that there's the the fans the the real big fans of that era are can can be so um intense that if you don't if you don't adapt it word for word, beat for beat, you're going to be burned in effigy. So uh, forget that. So uh, yeah, let's go ahead. I want to go ahead. I want to see the future of the galaxy post Skywalker's. I want to know how the Republic gets set back on its feet. I want to see what happens to the people of the universe. You know, and uh, after Rey is all done with her 
Gen yeah, I, that's why I said a hundred years in the future because I don't want any other character. I don't. I wouldn't want. I need a she, whole new set of characters. She found the Lazarus pit. Then <sighs> Chewie, Chewie could still be around. My boy could still be around. Yeah, all gray. Old old Chewie could still hang around. And R two as well. But yeah, that, but what about okay? That, so what what happens if I'd say okay, uh, let's stick with the original plan and just go with Boba Fett and what they had planned? That means you can't; they'll never do anything in the future, and never you'll never get anything past Episode Nine, and you'll never get anything before Episode One. Yeah, well, I, I most right away, like after doing the process of deduction, like very quickly, and trying to take in everything into consideration, I'm on the same page as Kyle in the sense that. Like, let's move it forward, man. Like, uh, I mean, I don't want to be held by the past, but like so many things get taken off the table with the two caveats that makes it a little difficult. But uh, at the same time, if I choose one, I'd rather move forward and with the storytelling as opposed to just always continue playing in the same sandbox. Going forward doesn't preclude them ever going back. No, back is a possibility, but they, they've also started to box themselves into some corners there too, right? Like they can go far, far, far back. But from what we under what I understand, like I watched a video about a month ago from Star Wars Explained hmm. that had the, the basically the whole history of the force. The timeline, yeah. Yeah, and it's about ten thousand years, which is kind of very not a very long time, even on Earth, let alone a galaxy, a galactic standpoint. You know what I mean? So if the force and the Jedi and all that is only ten thousand years old. For me, well, the, the Jedi Earth, it's a thousand plummets. generations. So that's 25,000 yeah, years. Really? Okay, well, I don't know. You got to watch this video from Star Wars explaining. It, it, it kind of shows the timeline of what we know thus far. And it even kind of stretches back as far as Jedi Prime, which to me, like, again, I was thinking the Force has kind of been around for maybe like 100,000 years minimum. You know what I mean? It takes time for these things to spread across a big galaxy and gain momentum and evolve. So, I don't know. It's it's a bit strange from that standpoint. So, you're willing to like you're willing to throw away the Book of Boba Fett and anything else that they want to explore yeah, uh, in the timeline? No, you just told me that if I choose the Book of Boba Fett then I'm stuck always in that that same sandbox. But if I choose outside, then we can keep telling new stories. New stories, yeah. Not not nothing in between one and nine. Yeah, and I'm ready to move on from that. To be honest, if those are my choices, where you know, if, if I choose Boba Fett and I can't ever explore outside that time, that said timeline, that Skywalker saga timeline, then yeah, no, I got to go. At one point, I'd really like to. Uh, jump into the deep end you know so but but the thing is is that you have to you have to take into consideration that there's there's 30 years between episodes six and seven yeah but from from like what kyle was saying at this point from what we have from comics and novels and even television at this point with rebels and clone wars and uh solo and rogue one the gaps have been filled in quite well you can really piece things together by yourself after that really you can make up your own story like even again with the empty's nest you know what i mean and the, and the cloud riders you can say like that was the genesis of the rebellion and then you get rogue one and then how it leads into a new hope and 
it's it's been covered very well, in my opinion. There's, I mean, they've planted enough seeds that you you can kind of, like you said, Corey, kind of paint the rest of the picture in your head by yourself. I don't need all the T's crossed and I's dotted. I, I would. Rather... It's nice to have like having sure. Lando and stuff coming is great, but if I'm boxed into that corner for the rest of our days, then no. No, the rest is just like let's you know let, let's now learn all the fine details of the lore, and that's fine, but you can do more with Star Wars. And I would, I would just as soon jump way ahead. Whether it's and a hundred years would be my minimum. I would prefer to jump like a thousand years or five hundred years ahead, and just get away from all of it, and and plant a new flag in the ground and say this is Star Wars moving forward. For me, the trouble of back is, and yes, like I said before, you can go far enough back that it's totally detached from from the Skywalker saga. But it feels like everything would be almost in service to the eventual fate of the galaxy in episode nine. In some way, it's all feeding up to that. No, not really. I mean, I think the Jedi and Mandalorian war is 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 pretty standalone. Like it it, it doesn't really play into other than it being mentioned. Like it it doesn't really play into no, the, it, the grand it, scheme. It shouldn't. On paper, it shouldn't. But you, I'm sure they would. In some way, they would connect. They would draw a straight line between the two, hmm. where somebody would read a prophecy on a wall in a cave somewhere about a boy being born uh, with with no father. It's like, ah, oh, come on, you had to. You, yeah. You know they would do something like that. Yeah. And that uh, that's the kind of thing that wherever Jedi Mandalorian War, ten thousand years before that, you know, at some point they'd just be tempted to prophesize Anakin or the uh, the rise of the Sith and the extinction of the Jedi and it just feels like it would all be in service to the Skywalker saga and that that's what scares me about stories set in the past as much as so I that, want some of them so you guys were looking really really looking forward to the Ahsoka show and yep. like you, there's some other stories in that timeline so I, I just I thought it would be a more difficult decision. It is difficult, don't get me wrong, but like, you know, like I love Ezra. I want to see what happens there too. But at the same time, like, I just feel we've been boxed into too much of a corner, man. There's too many, too many caveats, man. Yep. Like you should have given us a little more leeway to make it a little more difficult, you know? Well, if you did this, then this. If you did this, then this, you know? But this is all like, everything's cut off no matter what you choose. <laughs> no, it's, it's burning the boats. We're we're gonna jump to a new era, and we're not touching that old stuff again. You got enough. You have enough toys in that sandbox now. Please amuse yourself. Yeah, it's like building a pontoon bridge to get across the river, and then destroying the bridge once you get across. Yeah, we're not going back. That's yeah. it. And that's kind of what I wish, in a way, Star Wars would do. But you know, it, it's one thing to ask us when there's you know it's just theoretical and it's having fun, but if you know if if you put the Lucasfilm executives in a room and make them answer the question what are they going to choose and i yeah would put my last dime that they're going to go well you know what people really like episodes the skywalker saga so we're staying there we're just going to we're going to beat it do it safe death play it safe see if i if like if i had to choose uh the projects 
Like, I, I don't know if I would right away I would go to 100 years in the future or whatever. Um, I personally, I want to see the Jedi Mandalorian War. I want to see Knights of the Old Republic. I want to see uh, the Bane story play out on screen. I want... There, there, there's so many things that they could do that does not necessarily fill in the gaps, but like maybe they could like take whatever Palpatine said and give it more context. And uh, you know, there, there, there's things there that they, they can they can definitely play around with. Uh, you could easily have a, a trilogy that takes ten years to tell the story of the Jedi Mandalorian War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. So, so I I I would take that first before going into the future, uh, but I, I would be willing to, um, despite what I like, I, I think the, the like the loophole for me is that um, my dark horse of the shows that I really wanted to watch was Acolyte, and that still gets made. So, like. I kind of <laughs> because it's outside the bounds of Skywalker. It's outside saga. the bounds of of the Skywalker saga, and it's before Episode One. So uh, I kind of cheated there, but um, yeah, no, for for sure. Because the thing is, is that like, and we we've said it quite often uh, over s- since we've been back. I think it's been it's been a theme, uh, just that like you know we want fresh stories. And we don't want the Star Wars soup, and that's they're they're continuously giving that to us. Um, and but in I, such a, a really well orchestrated way, <laughs> at the same time, you know, it's a little clumsy. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's it's really starting. Like the avalanche is coming, of this, you know, really unpacking all the nooks and crannies now, <laughs> like Andor, Kenobi, Ahsoka. All the stuff is coming in the next couple of years. Book of Boba Fett, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I wonder at the end of it if we're just going to be like that big giant guy in Monty Python and uh, the meaning of, of life. The guy who just eats one more wafer thin mint and explodes. <laughs> There's another reference that only people of a certain vintage will get. But you know what I mean? Like it's can I just can we cram any more helpings of you know this this era into our face and the answer is probably yes but do we do we have to can we can we escape this box and go do something different or are we so so beholden to what lucas laid down that nobody can figure out uh, uh we'll see how patty jenkins film goes story but even patty jenkins that's set you know that's that's another movie locked into the episodes one through nine timeline yeah yeah but it's gonna be very different from anything we've seen thus far i think tonally sure it's gonna be like a you know but rogue one's tied directly into the saga and so is solo this one makes it better makes episode four better i'm sorry yeah and solo was great too but like this okay we've heard of rogue squadron before you know, but this is going to be how its own make, vibe. So, Solo doesn't make episode four better. Solo doesn't make any other movie better. Whereas, there's, there's to a, me it does in a way because like what it does again, like this is again speculation and assumption from my part. But 
what Solo does in that film to give Emphy's nest uh, that, uh, what is it, Rhydonium or whatever it was? The, the dilithium crystals. Yeah. Isn't that Star Trek? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's another Nathan uh, callback. Anyhow. Yeah, just to, to do that, to me, that is really the the, be, the beginning of the, the true Emba rebellion where she does something much grander with all that stuff. And it helps people like, uh, we'll say maybe our Sagareras or our Mon Mothmas, you know, it helps. Maybe they're associated with Bale at the same time. That, that's the way I always saw it in my head is that that dilithia or that <laughs> stuff goes to the right places. Uh, it's Quaxium. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the dilithium crystals. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. Uh, whether yeah, I, For me, I'll rank it this way. Here are my power rankings. I want to go forward. And then if that's not a possibility, okay, then I'll go back. Way back. And let's unpack the Jedi Mando Wars. Let's, okay, I will uh, swallow hard. And let's see what they can do with Knights of the Old Republic era. Hmm. Or go way back, 20,000 years in the past, and give us some of the first early, early Jedi. Yeah, Jedi Prime, we'll we'll get to see, like, uh, not, uh, what's it called? Octu. You see Octu, like... In its prime. In in its, or at its infancy. Let's see, like, you can even see them establish that temple. Yeah. Building the first, you know, placing the first stone on the, on the, the mountaintop there. That could be cool. And then my third option is, okay, let's keep mining what we already know because it's safe and it's comfortable and we know that people love it. But that's, that is safe and comfortable. <laughs> I would like to, I would like, I dearly want somebody to come around, as, you know, as, escape the, the gravitational pull of episodes one to nine and give us something different. So here's my, here's my question to you. Um, do you think the shows that we're getting from Marvel. So we've had, we're into the third series now and got WandaVision. You got Captain America and the winter soldier and, um, now Loki. Do you think if Marvel stopped making movies after Endgame and these series came about 20 years later, would we still be reacting the same way? Like, like so Endgame... Because you've had, like, if you've had 20 years to, 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 to chew on the Infinity Saga and nothing else has been made in that time, and now they pop up at these shows, would we be more precious about what they did to end game because they're not really going back, right? They're still going forward. Yeah, they're trudging ahead. So, so that's why I I keep saying that I think just Marvel just keeps doing it right. Yeah, and I, it's not to say Star Wars is doing it wrong, but well, everything about Star Wars is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Hey, let's start a saga in the middle. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like uh, it just which uh, a thing that fans continue to perpetuate. Yeah, you yeah you still watch Star Wars. You start in the middle. It's it's my it's crazy, not in a bad way. Like wrong. It's just it's it's the only story where you people get vehement about starting in the middle. I can't think of another one. 
it's we're the weirdest weirdest fandom which is fitting because lucas is the weirdest guy yeah yeah but no i don't know I, what, do, what do what do what do the listeners think like you know if do you think marvel marvel succeeding because they're they're doing the, they're doing it linear as opposed to you know like jumping back or starting from the middle like do, do you th- and obviously marvel has like 60 years of stories to to draw from uh, to pick the best stuff well and to... that's i think that is the biggest key distinction that that why we shouldn't compare you know star wars to marvel and yet we keep doing mm-hmm. it is that because marvel has 80 years of stories to to pull from and be inspired by and adapt yeah, the characters are pre-established the characters are pre-established a lot of the stories are established and they're done you just have to and i'm not making it i'm simplifying it it's not by no means easy but you have to all you're doing is adapting and massaging those stories to fit the screen and fit uh, uh, you know whatever you, you know, phase four we're in now or whatever it is but the thing about the characters being established is also a it's a double-edged sword because now if you do something to a character like like Thor and make him fat, little fanboys get mad because that's not Thor. Well, that, that, Hashtag not my Luke. That's, like it's the that's, same thing. That's the Knights of the Old Republic bit. You, you stepped, yeah. you colored outside the lines, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what it is. Like adapt it straight up, honor, honor the source material or don't do it. Hmm. And you know they they scrap legends and yes they did for good reason most of it's trash <laughs> and that's my, that's my own opinion but I think a lot of it's not very good and so when when Kathleen Kennedy said yeah we don't like we're different because we don't have a bunch of source material to pull from and Legends fans lost it and like should we should, who's gonna tell her okay smartass she knows. And she was at the part of the, the the committee that decided to put those books aside. There's a exactly. good reason for it. She knows, but they know that they that there's a better story for Star Wars to be told, if only they can get to it at some point. The problem the problem with Kotor wasn't the the books themselves. It was the video games. Like the 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 kids who grew up playing that are just that's the nostalgia goggles for the video game more than anything else. And the power set of, of the good guys and the bad guys. Like there, there's, there's a lot of that. Yeah. uh, Another episode of luminous beings, Nathan and I did is, you know, it does do video games kind of set on unrealistic expectations. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good show too. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks man. Like, uh, and I think that's a huge part of it is that people that grew up on the badassery of, of, uh, you know, people like star killer, or some of the crazy stuff that goes on in Knights of the Old Republic, see that as, oh, that's what Star Wars on on the big screen should be. When it's thematically really not. Hmm. Like if, if you were to ask, if George Lucas was going to give you uh, Luke on crate or Luke pulling a Star Destroyer from the sky, <laughs> I hate to tell you, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> uh, you're getting, you're getting the, uh, the Luke that's not going to is going gonna to try and get through it without hurting people. See what they did with Luke in uh, the Mandalorian, like that hallway scene. Uh, pretty much put him on the again. 
but 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 yeah, the robots thing was it was to make to make it acceptable for him to to be a exactly. Badass. It makes it so easy. Yeah, but but the thing is, is that you that you put him on the same playing field as Anakin. His power set. We never saw that in the movies. Nope. So so seeing him pretty much act like Anakin does when he's assassinating all the uh, the Trade Federation guys. Battle droids, yeah. Well, no, uh, more more for the, like the leadership on Mustafar. Yeah, on Mustafar, like when he when he gets into that circle room, like you literally can like put the choreography next to each other and say that's father and son. Like that was glorious, and you don't need him to pull a star destroyer out of the sky for him to be a badass. And I think that's 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 an instance where they did it right. Just have uh, them kill a whole bunch of robots. Yeah, and, and it was it's cool. it's funny because like both of those things can still be true. Like that, the, the man Luke and Mando is true to Luke at that time. Yeah, and fast forwarding twenty five years past that, Luke the punking the entire First Order, including his yeah. nephew, without laying yeah. a finger on him, is also pretty Luke. He yep. didn't. Luke didn't have to show up and then just do dominoes with a bunch of walkers, by using the force. Like that force is disintegration. <laughs> like that. That if Luke had, had shun, done that, like that to me would have showed sort of like this uh, static character who was the same at twenty eight years old in Mando, and he's the same at like fifty eight years old. Mm. He's just the same guy who's going to show up and kick your ass. And that's... He aged horribly. Oh, it's it's yeah. a tough life, I think. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh it's a rough oh, one, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I literally did the tie adjustment thing, and I'm not wearing a tie. Boop, boop, boop. That's kind of... Okay, That's that's uh, let's wrap it up there for this week. It was a good conversation. As uh, You know, these these would-you-rathers kind of bring about these, these uh, interesting chats that uh, yeah. I didn't think we'd get, but here we are getting them. So... If uh, anybody out there listening wants to throw us a would you rather, I'm sure we can spin some podcast magic out of that. So if you want to be a part of the podcast, you can send your would you rathers or your questions straight up to tumblingsaber at gmail.com or you can DM me at tumblingsaber on Twitter and we'll we'll get into an upcoming episode for dang sure. Uh, but that's going to do it this week, guys. Uh, Carlos, between shows, if people want to reach out and yell at us for the things we've said, where would they be able to uh, yell at you? Uh, you can find me in the closed Facebook group, uh, Tumbling Saber Facebook group, if you want to yell at me about Star Wars. If you want to uh, reach out to me and um, uh, talk about other stuff, you can go to at uh, ccandidomusic on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, or you can check out my website at uh, carloscandido.com and uh, look up um, how to uh, join my Patreon at uh, Carlos Creates. And uh, yeah, it's uh, June is jump into carlos creates month uh where uh you pick a pick a tier we got three tiers so the the, the three dollar tier is the digital club five dollar tier is a t-shirt club and the ten dollar tier is the executive vinyl club so uh anybody who jumps onto that uh, ten dollar tier becomes an executive producer for my album and uh, you get a signed copy of the vinyl and anything else that we produce uh, but you can check out all the details for all the tiers at uh, patreon.com slash Creates. Beautiful. 
And Corey, over to you. Where are people going to be able to yell at you on social media? Short and sweet. Chop rules with a Z on the Twitter machine. And again, just hit me up on my DMs. You could also find me on Facebook as well in my DMs or in the closed Facebook group like Carlos was talking about. Do you feel like we've been saltier the last couple weeks? Fuck. Oh. <laughs> uh, saltier? I don't think so, right? I mean, I, be, I think we've been a little more critical overall of Star Wars. Who, who, said, who said we were salty? Ooh, oh, I'm just, nobody said that. Nobody said we we're being salty. I'm just, because oh, okay. last year I feel like I took a bit of a poop on Star Wars and only in in, in, in a loving way. Only we could do it because we're true fans. Oh, God. <laughs> no, and, and it's like, no, I, I still love Star Wars as much as any other day of my life, but I feel like I've been more critical the last couple weeks. Well, that's what we do here, man. Like like you said, we we do like Carlos said, we do high it to a holder a uh, higher standard. Like we have some very close friends. I don't want to name names, but we have friends that you know the standard was not met, and they're gone. <laughs> Star Wars is not a part of their vocabulary anymore, which is unfortunate. But why, yeah. do to, why do you have to talk about James like that? Like he's <laughs> he's a friend. Like no need to throw him under the bus. Well, I didn't. You just did, but. Uh... <laughs> Either way. Well, Kyle kind of said it before when he's like, James is not listening. <laughs> James is living the sweet life right now. He's he's got he's out in his pastoral home enjoying he's the playing sound golf, of nature. Drinking maple syrup. Like golfing. Yeah, seriously. He's enjoying some quiet time while while the rest of the well, he's he's part of humanity with us. But, you know. And as, where is that prince of a man adds? He's out there jogging. You know, yep. if you look at look out your window if you live in the UK. Maybe you'll see a prince running by your window. Wave, yeah, that's, wave that's crazy. I, I don't have a hard time, but I find biking 11 kilometers is a good enough exercise. This guy's running 11 miles. Running, not biking. Psycho. <laughs> Seriously. And uh, congrats to uh, to all the, uh, the fans of the Three Lions who uh, pulled out a win in their first game in the Euro. Uh, yeah. Exciting, exciting soccer to come. Are we, are we going to do we have to uh, congratulate Djokovic while we're at it? And... Who's that? <laughs> the, the tennis guy. Oh, Novak. Novak. Yeah. Whatever. No way. Whatever. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Um, let us know what you thought. You can reach out to us, like we said, in any of those places. And uh, otherwise... We are going to be back next week talking about Star Wars once again. But that's that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and may the Force be with you. Sitting here for hours, looking at that child. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Escaping mother
to be.